Welcome to the Dad Bod Pod. The only team that cares about the Dad Bods Fantasy Football League. I'm your host, Jamie Schleicher. With me today, I have my co-host, Matt McNichol. Matt, welcome back to the pod. It is a pleasure to be here. We also have our trusty tri-host and unpaid intern, Seth Whistleway. Always a pledge, always a pledge. How are you doing after that agonizing defeat this week to your bitter rival and podcast co-host? I am am ambivalent about it. I am meaning I'm torn because I hated losing to you. I was projected to hit 130 points basically all of Sunday and then didn't even hit 100. But here we are on the podcast, which survived because you won. So, you know, Brian's hot take on last week's pod was that I would go nearly undefeated. And so far, his other hot takes are right down, right in the money. So I just assume that means I'm going to finish 13 and one. But yeah, that was a tough, tough pill to swallow. Just yet another lesson that anything can, does, and will happen in fantasy football. And yeah, I I would say my head was getting too big after week one. So humbling. Always love the underdog role. Let's not talk about this ever again until our rematch. I'm sorry. You you, you said that uh, his other, you know, hot takes were right on the money? So far. What are you trying to say about me, Seth? I'm just reading... I'm just reading the data in front of me. Uh, our loyal listeners don't need to hear this again because they know. But for first-time listeners, newcomer Brian dropped three hot, hot takes on his introduction the to the pod. That's right. There were some follow-ups. One was that I would go nearly undefeated and lose in the championship game. Number two, I would lose in the championship game to a newcomer, either he or Eric. So point number one is that Brian and Eric currently sit atop the standings. Brian, healthily so. Uh, There's only an 11-point difference between second, Eric, and sixth place, uh, Stephen. And then, obviously, it's only been two weeks, but he's still on the money. And then number three is that Matt McNichol would not win a game. Matt is currently 0-2. So I'm just, you know, I'm no data specialist, but... Technically, uh, he, he's on the he's uh, he's on the money. Although currently looking for full time employment, so Spotify, if you're hiring, <laughs> if you need more data scientists, yeah. Seth is available. I know a guy. <laughs> you might have to move to Sweden. He's in my corner. No, there was an article a couple years ago that Spotify will let you work anywhere you want in the world. That's pretty great because there was also an article about how basically the Nazis are taking over Sweden. I don't know if you all saw that. Did not. Definitely did not see that. Yeah, big wins in the legislature or parliament or whatever they call it over there. Um, super far right party. Kind of alarming. Is that uh, is that ranked choice voting at work? <laughs> ranked choice voting is... Must be a helpful antidote to that kind of thing. I don't know what they got. I just read the headline. I'm going to come clean with y'all. I respect it. Come <laughs> for the fantasy football dad bod news. Stay for the current events around the world. This is, we like to go different places. We have so much pod. to offer. 
Yeah. We 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 have a lot to throw out there. Movie recommendations, random books. words, books. What what are you reading this week? I am reading The Rise and Fall of the Dinosaurs: A New History of the Lost World by Steve Brusat. Wow, I just I I just I was about to say that I just finished it. That would be a blatant lie. I jumped around a little bit. I, I jumped around a little bit, but it was nice. Yeah. You did some skimming. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, maybe a lot of skimming, but um, but the parts I did read, they were nice. Give, give one interesting takeaway for our loyal listeners. From the rise and fall of the dinosaurs? Yeah, this is this is for Matt. Matt said he just finished skimming it. It was, well, it was highly readable. Uh, I'm only in the Jurassic period. I mean, really... The book, it's it's really lively writing. It kind of reads like an Indiana Jones adventure using paleontologists, uh, but really graphs the latest science and discoveries about the ontogenesis of dinosaurs as a species and upends what we thought about their ontogenesis, which is that like, oh, they just outlived, outpaced, outate the other creatures in the Triassic to become dominant in the Jurassic. But it's actually not the case. It's about a lot of ecological, climatological shifts in Pangaea splitting apart that allowed for them to kind of survive and outlive, that they didn't just dominate. They were actually kind of in the minority in the Triassic. So it reads really lively on the page. That that might sound a little staid, but... Um, yeah, it's a little dry. I'm going to have to move this segment along before everybody dips out <laughs> under under six minutes. We're done. Having said that, quick shout out for a different dinosaur book I read literally two weeks ago, The Lost World. Michael Crichton, not bad. You know, two-day read, quick and easy. I've only seen the movie. I think that one has a little bit more action in it. I'm not a huge dinosaur guy. i more human-based, so my, my going back you know, begins at like Homo erectus, the first human fossils is when I get interested in history. But I, I'm here for the dinosaur talk. This was an unexpected detour, but like I said, got to cut it off now. We, we got to get to football. And the sooner that we can start trashing Matt, I think the more engaged our listeners are going to be. Yeah. Legitimately, legitimately unplanned, but it's time to put it in the sarcophagus. Yeah. Just bury this, throw it in an Egyptian tomb I don't know. Does that mean it can come back? Is that there, there's like mummy movies? I don't know. Uh, maybe that's not the move. All right. Maybe maybe cremation yeah. instead of Egyptian burial. That's right. But let, let, let's get to some football. All right. All right. All right. Homo erectus here had a great draft. What do you want to tell me about it? <laughs> uh, is this where we interview Matt? The let's let's interview Matt because Matt, you are. Hits. You are the co-host. No, I know. I made some mistakes. I made some mistakes in the draft, but I think that I still have plenty of hope. So we have, I think, thoroughly dissected the draft. We kind of gave have. hope to everybody. I know you were feeling bad on it, but kind of your you. early projections were right. Now, that was before week one. And since that time, you've started one defense and no kickers as we enter week three and our matchup. And I brought in the data specialist Seth's corner last week, if you listened, (laughs) wondering about what the, and I'm asking you now, you're here, uh, give us the direct feedback. 
what is the thinking about leaving those points on the bench? I mean, they're not even on your bench, but leaving those points away when points can make the difference as they have in our league in overall standing and including making the playoffs. And is this a strategy? I hesitate to call it a strategy. Is this a, is this a, I mean, I'm sorry. Are you going to keep doing this? That is unbelievably insulting to not call it a strategy. It is is clearly purposeful and well thought out. If that's not what it, you know, walk us through. But are you aware of the massive downside that you're potentially shooting yourself in the foot right now? You're thinking too short term. I I don't think I am. No, Seth's it's, corner was specifically about the long term impact, so I want to know what the thought process is. But I'm I'm saying short term from the looks of it, I've gotten 28 points from my kickers and defenses in the first two weeks. So just throwing that number out, if you had 28 more points on your team, that basically takes you from a 60 some point gap with sixth place to a 30 point. Sure, gap sure, with, sure, with sure, place. sure. Great, in, Jamie. I appreciate in, it. I appreciate it. In the first two weeks, you've basically dropped a game in the standings. That's now an extra game that you already have to win to get to sixth place and make the playoffs. So I came out of this draft realizing that I had made some mistakes. I calculated my thought process on a 12 team league. We are not in a 12 team league. 10 teams. It's a big difference. There's a big difference there. There's way more okay players just sitting there on the waiver wire than there would be in a 12 team league. Yeah, okay players um, that you can spend $80 on if you want. We'll, we're going we'll to get to that. that. We're going to get to that foreshadowing. <laughs> Sometimes you make, 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 you know, so you make mistakes twice. But um, I came out of the draft and I realized, you know what? I didn't spend up on players I needed to. I've got a whole lot of potentially great players, you know, heavy emphasis on the word potentially. And if I'm going to make the playoffs, I have to find a way to win games. And sure, you know, it's, it's tough to give up points in the point standings, but I think it's more likely that I'm going to find a way to make the playoffs by having a win loss record that gets me in than by point differential. Like my team is just not made up in a way that it should be um, to have tons of major point games right now. So I've got to do the best I can. And this is my thought process. I've got to do the best I can to make sure that I find some, you know, some players that can actually help me win games. And in the very short term, of these first two weeks, I just thought to myself, well, if I'm not, if it doesn't look like I have a chance to win my game, to my, my matchup, I might as well just see how things play out with two extra, you know, wide receivers or two extra running backs. <clears throat> and, you know, if those guys hit, keep them. Um, and if they don't, turn them to somebody else because those are the guys that are going to help me win games. So, I listen to you, and I'll give you two caveats up front. One is that we haven't had very many close matchups in the first two weeks so far. I think the real only close one was Travis and Jamie in week one. Y'all were relatively close. So there's been some blowouts. The second caveat is that 
even while starting uh, defense and kicker, Zach, our commissioner, is in dead last, not you. <laughs> um, he is not putting up points. All right, so I'll give you that. But I still have to ask maybe the obvious question, which is that these are points that add up. Like I said, like even if you're getting five points from a kicker over a 14-week season, that's active points, not sitting on your bench. That adds up to 70. There was a year or two ago, as I pointed out last week, where I think Travis missed the playoffs by like a point or two. And so the long-term it's just point. Yeah. I mean, and now, and then you I have. You think about these. Uh, you think about these what ifs uh, in the wrong light. I think. So, like, let's say that I had dropped, like, today, or I guess yesterday, I dropped Rashad Penny. You know, uh, what if Rashad Penny this year had started things off the way he finished last year, raging? You know, that would have been incredible but I would have missed out on that had I dropped him or not, you know, drafted him um, for that first week. You know, if I would you know, dropped Rashad Penny and played a defense in week one and dropped somebody else and played a kicker in week one. Okay. But like, what if those two extra lottery chips had actually been awesome? What if you had the, had those, those guys are what drive the major points throughout the season. And it's a very long season. We have an extra game, you know, these days. What if you had, so, though, like San Francisco or Tampa Bay's defense last week and a solid kicker, you very well could have beaten Travis. It, it's such a toss-up, though. I don't know. But aside from the weekly matchup aspect of it, like I was saying, you've already basically dropped another game in the standings through this like seth was saying the difference in points four between second place and sixth place right now for the playoffs is 11 points it's as much and as justin are, fields throws in the game and you you're I sitting think, there i think that you guys are looking back at two, you're looking at two weeks worth of data you're extrapolating across the season when reality is things are going to change right like, but i'm saying I'm you're gonna just, have pickers i'm gonna have defenses you're 70 points back right now but is but here's the thing we have. So we have a six person bench with an IR and I feel really solid about my bench. That's why I didn't kind of go for anyone on the waiver. I was like, I'm not dropping any of these guys, even though I have some injury questions, not just yet, but I'm like, at the end of the day, you can only choose a couple of those guys from your bench. And I, I totally get the temptation. Like you want that lottery ticket. Some guy's going to blow up. And this might be a segue to the fab thing, which is where like, Oh, if someone gets hot, then you drop that money on it and be like, like the times I've ever won a goal. It's been a while since I've won a league. Uh, this one was the first year, but it was when I happened upon, and mainly because I was a Giants fan, Odell Beckham, who came back midway through the season off an injury and won me. I don't, rem- yeah. I don't remember what it was. Uh, so I get that that's the kind of thing, the league winner type thing. I have that hope for my bench, but... I'm just not willing to sacrifice everything. And if I had to, then I'd, I'd pay the fab when I needed to. <laughs> wow. Which, which is a great, great segue. That fab, very useful tool. It's how you pick up those lottery tickets that are out there on the waiver wire. 10 person league. There are a lot of players out there that are intriguing. 
that you could throw on your bench, lottery ticket, they could blow up, become that league winner that we're all looking for. And for those who are not in the league, a FAB stands for free agent acquisition budget. So you have some money to spend to compete with your fellow players. And as of this morning, from when we're recording, Matt, you, well, this might be a point of contention, but you've elected to go down to zero on your FAB, getting a really hot up and coming potential league winner wide receiver, uh, Garrett Wilson, that you spent $80 on, which was the remainder of your budget. You don't have a single cent. You don't have a penny farthing left. (laughs) You forget the meaning of penny farthing. I, but I probably do. <laughs> having said that, agree to disagree. I think Seth used it correctly. <laughs> um, I'm going to bike my way to the championship. Okay, um, I'll give you that much. Well, you're going to need to because your players aren't taking you there. <laughs> so Garrett Wilson, I'm intrigued by. Okay? Oh, wait, first of all, can you? Was this really an accidental? bid or did you drop 80 because he was the top of the waiver wire fantasy pros prognostic oh no 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 no! sorry that was a complete joke i'm sorry if that wasn't clear apparently it wasn't um yeah i absolutely intended to spend 80 dollars on Garrett okay. wilson and and i think we put that together like i think we we're all like that doesn't make sense because the one in the yeah you all I, mean, I thought you all were just making fun of me you're saying you're telling me that was, no, I, was I was legitimately be by not buying yeah no i was it was a research project. I was not making um, fun of that. I was like legitimately confused by how you would accidentally plug in 18 or 80 instead of 18. All right, so go ahead. Matt wanted to spend 80 bucks on Garrett Wilson. So, I mean, here's the thing. This is why we have a pod. Uh, the whole fab thing is so funny. Um, sometimes I'm like very conservative. And then other times I just blow 80 bucks on Garrett Wilson. I think that in this league, there are just so many players out there on the waiver that, you know, are intriguing, could be good role players, could be good football players, whatever. But there's not that many that are rocket ships. Right. And, you know, Garrett Wilson has a chance to be a rocket ship. I need wide receivers. Why not just make sure that I get this one? And last week, you might have seen that Sean spent more than 50 bucks on Jeff Wilson Jr. Yeah, you're not alone in being under 50 on the I, I wanted to make sure that if somebody tried to pull a set like that on Garrett Wilson, I still got him. I get that. Um, so in that sense, I have no regrets. Like, would it have been nice to get him for cheaper? Sure. But like 18? Um, what? Like 18? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Uh, but I need rocket chips right now, so I'm glad I got one. I get it. And just for the record, Seth, can you tell us what the second highest bid for Garrett Wilson was? I believe it was, it was like 11. 11 is playing a lot of, a lot of numbers this week. Um. I think, I guess maybe that does answer all our questions about that then. Are you worried? 
I mean, so it's going to be a lot of $0 bets going forward. Do you feel like you have the meat of all the players that are worth kind of getting unless you, or are you going to be like doing that Thursday to Sunday zone, extra scouring where real winners can also be found before like, you know, the weekend stashes that before someone knows or pays attention, it's a little bit more of a risk or guess, but. I mean, I think at this point I've got, I mean, this is funny, but I've clearly got the best bench. <laughs> Benches, benches don't take you to the playoffs. That's what you want. I, you just, but, uh, that was that was the whole point we're making about kickers and defenses. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I've got plenty of guys that, you know, I hopefully can wait and see and they do something good, like J.K. Dobbins. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly, though. Matt said benches don't get you to the playoffs. <laughs> Direct quote. <laughs> uh, that's right. All right. No further oh. questions, Your Honor. Great. I'm glad we could settle that case. Michael Benz was one who was very interested in getting to the bottom of it. Michael... Like I said, always happy to have you come on the pod. We're going to put Matt on this one. Matt, your job is to find a time that works with Michael, and we uh, we want to hear his voice as well. We can make that happen. You heard it here first. The next thing I want to get into is you, on our episode. Say so? What's up? You got something to say? Oh, I was going to see if I, I was going to say, what do we want to get into next? More about oh, how that's... Matt's doing or more trash? Oh, ap- apologies for interrupting you, Jamie. Go ahead. Yeah, let me let me just finish this thought. And then do you want to get into how Matt's doing, where he's been for the past year? Those those types of things, how marriage is treating him. But on last week's episode, Brian was laying the groundwork for a pretty intense rivalry here. And just there was the hot takes. There were a lot of things said. He renamed your team. Just curious. He, he did you know, not. Oh, he, he did not rename my team. What's your facts? Matt renamed renamed himself after Sean said something about a vacuous hellscape. I said that just, sounds like a good team name for someone missing a defense and kicker. And Matt goes, "All right." Yes, it does. It does. I mean, it's a beautiful phrase. <laughs> Did he rename you after week one? What? I feel like the rivalry aspect was there because you guys faced off now. He came really close to beating Matt by 50. He didn't. It was, didn't quite it was hit really that really close. Uh, but Brian came out firing like on the pod being like, number one, I just didn't want to go undefeated. And the fact that I beat Matt is just so sweet. Like he just preemptively, I don't know y'all's background or relationship, but he was like, all I wanted to do was beat Matt. And I was like, whoa. Uh, and then he had, he had the line this. in the group me that like he was really so, excited about it, but then saw like fantasy pros and Yahoo projections and your team is just really bad. So then he didn't feel that good about it. So, There's significant... Yeah, uh, he came out swinging, and I was like, significant building towards towards a rivalry here, which I I think we need more. Yeah, Are you gonna. Fail? I will admit, I I I was surprised by the swings, and um, the, the first thing that went through my mind was, 
I, I actually at one point was a small group leader for a group that Brian was a part of. And you were leading him? I, I guess you could say that. Oh, so the student has become the master. He certainly mastered me in week one. That's what he's true. But week 10, I look forward to. <laughs> um, and, you know, I. it just was not the right thing for me to be doing anymore, leading the small group. But the way I went about exiting, I'm still embarrassed of. And so, you know, I thought the first thing that went through my mind was, Brian hates me for having left this small group. And, like, there's a bitterness there. And... I just felt sad about it. You know, like, you know, I really goofed up and anyway, you know, all these stupid thoughts went through my mind, none of which I'm sure are true, but Brian, you got me. That's the first thing I thought about. Yeah. Then he just twisted the knife and was like, you're not going to win any games. Zero games was the projection. And through one week, you've been proving him right so far. Yeah. Even Yahoo projects you'll win one. Yahoo I'm, coming in at one. Is that is that a hot is take? That, is that this week's? Is that this week's win? I will change my own name if you beat me this week without a kicker in defense. Huh. Well, we'll see. TBD. I'll, I'll stay. I'll call myself mistakes were made. Is week number three the first week that you start a kicker and a defense? Where I, I know it's a spectrum. But like, where where would you put the I, I odds of that with, right I, now? I didn't come on this pod to to give you all the answers, Jamie. <laughs> all right, I'm I'm good with that. Keep Seth guessing. You know, right. don't don't give him any inside information. He doesn't need that. No. And if you do beat Seth this week, I'm here for it. So, <laughs> rooting for you. I love the underdog role. But let's get let's get into some life stuff. I feel like you haven't been on the pod in over a year. We only had five episodes last year. We're approaching that already. So been great to get some momentum. But just curious, uh, what what's life been like? How's marriage treating you coming up on, on the one-year anniversary? Tell us about Matt. Gosh, uh, there's been so much happening. Um, for those that don't know, uh, got married November 13th last year. So we're coming up on, yeah, almost a year. Very, very soon here. Uh, something like 85 plus people got COVID at our wedding. I think there was 135 in attendance. So pretty great ratio there. It was very exciting. Um, left the country for the first time in a decade. We went down to Mexico, which is super fun. Nice. Um, and then since then we've been back here in Seville and living in Fifeville, you know, pretty well settled into our little house. Um, yeah, I don't know. Things are really good. It's been fun to figure everything out together. And, um, I don't know. You asked a lot of questions. I'm already forgetting all of them. No, that was great. You got a, a fun little trip out here to Colorado. It was, it was really fun to see you guys. Come visit me in Tucson. I accidentally drove into Mexico the other day. Wait, you're that close to Mexico? It's like an hour away. I had to go down. Uh, I was getting my like global entry passport card. 
and it's like right on the border. And so, yeah, technically I drove through and I asked the guy, I was like, did I miss it? He's like, yeah, you're in Mexico now. And I was like, all right, uh, can I turn around? I mean, it's it's that of, easy to get in Mexico. Yeah, it is. You just pop over. It's, it's sometimes it's a bit slower getting out, but uh, there's some good food. I mean, because of since we're getting back into world affairs again in this podcast, but it's wild because there's the city of Nogales, which now a border wall is unfortunately like slicing right through. So there's Nogales, Arizona and Nogales, Mexico. And because of our border policies, Nogales, Arizona is like a vacuous hellscape. Like there's nothing to do, see, get or whatever, really. It's not much to visit. But you go to Nogales, Mexico, and I know people who go there for their amazing cheap dental care that they get like from Arizona. Uh, the food is great. Um it's a lot of fun. It's, it's really easy. Like I've, I've taken different day trips there uh, professionally and personally. Uh, and hey, basically, I don't even know. I mean, you should bring your passport, but they don't really check it. When you've sold me, I'm ready to go get my uh, all my dental work done. No galas. It's very possible. Too bad you won't have the winnings to help pay for that. <laughs> uh, too bad the winnings aren't. Uh, I mean, gosh, what would be a thousand dollars? We just got to we got to raise that ante to hundred bucks. That's right. Um, Side pot. So you gave everyone COVID at your super spreader of love event. Yeah, the, the record. CDC, I, was, CDC I, was one of the, I was one of the few lucky ones who was spared. Nice. I think I watched the game with Zach and Ben's like shortly after that. I was in Charlottesville for the trial. And then Zach was like, hey, I tested positive. Luckily, I didn't. We were all looking at the TV in Cardinal Hall, so it was pretty safe. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I was spared. Went to a Andrew McMahon concert later that week, I think Thursday. So I actually drove to New York for another wedding the following day. So could have made it to Super Spreader events had I gotten COVID. Glad that didn't happen. But then came back down to Charlottesville, went to an Andrew McMahon concert, and then left forever. That was my that was my goodbye Seville tour. Hmm. Seville misses us. Uh, when I was doing some research today in my internship role, I found some <laughs> of what I was looking for because we talk a lot about like who we fear the most, we're still waiting on this week's poll, but like who we fear the most, who's intimidating, who has a reputation earned or unearned. And the past few weeks on the pod, we've been throwing around those reputations. Like everyone, as a matter of course, typically fears Steven, love-hate relationship, uses an app to draft, and he's had this reputation of constantly being tops. And I wanted to verify like who has won the league uh, every year uh, and... Where was I going with that? Oh, it got me digging into some old emails back when that was the official form of league communication and our old commissioner emeritus Travis. Yeah. That's some really sweet days. things to say. Like each year he was, he was trying <laughs> RIP. Each year uh he was trying to like, you know, resurrect the league. Who's still interested? And he wrote something really sweet in one of these emails because I was looking for like him acknowledging previous champions and he and he was like, the spirit of this league, it's about so much more than the fantasy football, because this is when like 95 to 100% of us were in Charlottesville. And he's like, it's about the hanging out. It's about, you know, finding and enjoying new friendships, 
getting together, having some drinks and food. And I think we were sharing with Brian, that's really what it was for uh, that time. But I think now, as we've talked about the past few years, it's also been such a great reconnector now that at least half the league isn't in Charlottesville. And for the record, uh, my unpaid work did turn out that Steven has won the league twice, uh, the second year and the fourth year of the league. We are now in the eighth year of the league. Matt, I had totally forgotten that you had won straight up in 2019. Um, yeah, both the regular season and the championship. Yeah. Um, back, back when we used to bet on both. Yeah, that was also fascinating. There, there was there was different money disbursements. I mean, I mean, the first year of the league was just ten dollar buy in. Uh, there, I found the motion to bump it up to twenty in the second year, and uh, yeah, I won the regular season in twenty seventeen, but lost in the championship game to Trav. So I feel like it's been a while since I truly competed. Maybe I came in second one year, but um, since then, anyway. We now have an accurate counting. So with a seven-year sample, Stephen winning two, yes, he is technically has more championships. But we talk about him like the 1990 Chicago Bulls here, and I don't know if that's warranted. Um, I don't know if we're going back into talking fantasy or football or both and trash talking, but... Anyway, Charlottesville, sweet times. Rest in peace, Travis. <laughs> uh, all right. After your uh, monologue bit of Seth, I want to know. <laughs> AJ Brown, what do you want? Yo, we play this week. Um, I'm not trading you one of my stud wide receivers just for him to sit on your bench. Your, your thick, thick bench. Jamie, you could trade with me to help me beat your rival. <laughs> it's true, but I got the satisfaction of that last week. So I'm just going to yeah. try to beat Sean this week. I could trade him back to you the following week. Remember when we used to do that? Oh yeah. The one week rentals. Oh, that was that was a really controversial aspect of the league for a year or so. Uh, I was definitely looking back on that. That was amazing. That was just amazing. I, I think that was my favorite season of the league. The the one week rentals. I don't think I was a fan of that. I I hated it. I do because not like you're that. you're essentially. I, mean, I think the Survivor <laughs> Alliances analogy was made, but you're basically. I, that that's what it turns into at that point of you're not just playing one V one each week. You're playing multiple teams because you can just rent a player. Yeah. So I, I was not a fan of that. I'm glad that that season is behind us, but I'm, I'm glad we went through it. It created pod fodder and all these, these great points of discussion. So yeah. what a, what, what a wild time, but I'm glad we have that monkey business behind us. I would say one week, I think they weren't called rentals. Loaner trades were definitely monkey business. Monkey business on a sunny afternoon. If I'm quoting Baltimore's 1985 smash hit Tarzan boy accurately. I mean, this league is a lot of monkey business. We know it's all chaos. We know it's all random. Um, 
Yeah. It's ridiculous. I do think loner trades, not to dwell too much on the past, did taint the integrity <laughs> of, <laughs> of, uh, of this thing we do, fantasy football. No long-term hard feelings, but yeah, made me want to go swing with Tarzan and the Pongo Pygmaeus uh, in the jungle. You, because you, you talking about what's talking about Barnean orangutans now? Oh yeah, you know the genus and species. That was it. We've been to Sweden. We've been to Mexico. Borneo. We're going all over the globe. Yeah. All right. What other monkey business do we have on this sunny afternoon? Tarzan boys. I think Michael Benz is in serious trouble. Whoa. Say more. Elaborate. I think he wins a maximum of four games this season. And? I, I just don't think he's got more than one decent player, and that one decent player is going to have up and down weeks because he's partnered up with my boy, A.J. Dillon. Yeah, do, uh, do we think Aaron Jones' game was kind of an outlier? Aaron Jones always has a big – I had him in a previous year. He always kind of blows up like this at least once, but I feel like A.J. Dillon took over the second half of last year, and they're going to be leaning so much on those RBs. You're just saying Michael doesn't have the tools or the chops to defend his crown? I just don't know how guys like Allen Robinson – Chase Edmonds, Zeke Elliott, get you anywhere. Mm. Kirk, Kirk Cousins? Yeah. That was rough. He can pick up Man. Russ Wilson after Seth drops him. Yeah. So that could help. He needs he needs David Montgomery to break a leg so that Khalil Herbert can step up. I'm seriously thinking about dropping uh, Russell Wilson after these first you, you want you, uh, you want Kyler? possible you and michael play week six so if you don't like this rivalry with brian you just kind of stoked a new one for the bottom of the barrel um that, that place is uh filled by zachary so <laughs> speaking of are you worried about zach zach renamed for the second time in a row drops to zero and two hmm Back to back Yeah, Mr. Irrelevant, which just continuing to throw shade. If this rivalry with Matt doesn't work out, maybe Brian could could get a rivalry with Zach going. Yeah. But what's, I, I, what's your panic I, I, level on, on Zach's team? No, Zach's Zach's fine. Fine? Yeah. He's I thought the I mean, same thing last year. It's like, oh, oh and two, it's fine, but then all of a sudden, you're own three, own four. Where where do you start to hit the panic button? I hit the panic button at zero and four. I've start. I think I started zero and three last I'm, year, I'm, and I made the playoffs. Um, just churned it out. Had some good streaks. I don't know. I think Zach playing Travis this week is in trouble, though, for sure. I don't know about a rename. I don't know if anyone's even been renamed twice in one year before. But oh, I, I I think it could happen. And Travis, if you do rename Zach, <laughs> consider the name "Who's Your Zaddy." That's right. Just throwing it that that one's free. You can name him whatever you want. But I threw it out to Brian. Brian went in a, a different direction. But feel free to use it if you want. 
Yeah, I think it's just way too soon to smash that panic button for anybody. Yeah. Stay tuned next week. Yeah. For everybody let's panic. Back. Let's come back to that thought. Um, also, I just realized that uh, Big D and Eric's neat team play each other this week, yeah. and therefore one of them must lose. Yeah, at the most, there will only be two undefeated teams after week three. Sort of like the NFL. There's not many undefeated teams left. My Giants are somehow undefeated. Um, yeah, I got to beat my rival last week, and now our favorite teams square off on Monday night. Hopefully my favorite team can destroy my rival's favorite team. And That's right. Real life just mirrors mirrors our league rivalries speaking of big d yeah dallas and giants on uh, monday night football i'm worried i'm going to be on an airplane when it's airing of all the times i never get to see the giants play but we'll see um that reminds me if we're, we're continuing to keep the narrative flow through the podcast this season we have a funny follow-up story from brian's podcast <laughs> who wants to tell it Wait, I'm sorry. I wasn't. You, you got it, Seth. What do you talking lead about? into so, it? Yeah. So this last great. week, I mean, this gets at the question of like, are we joking or are we serious in the in the group meet? Oh, because Matt, yes. you said we're joking, oh, only wanting to spend eighteen dollars. Well, there's this workout group that meets early in the mornings, Fridays, and Charlottesville High School. Oh, this is not the story I thought you were. That Sean and others were a part of. And they have nicknames and you hang out and work out and I don't know, get your dad bods in shape, uh, which I think most people have a dad bod there. And Sean uh, was laughing because the name I bestowed on him after walloping him in week one after birth happens to be his nickname in this workout group for a much better reason. And uh, he was like, yeah, this is basically like dad bod fitness. And he jokingly called it the gravy seals. Um, and he was like, this is what I call it to my nameless wife. Uh, Brian, and I think the rest of us didn't pay too much attention to that, except just being like, oh, yeah, it's the gravy seals workout group. And he goes to join this group uh, right after recording last Friday. And we learned from Sean that, you know, it's 6 a.m. or whatever in the CHS parking lot. Brian goes up to a few random dudes there. I didn't even hear if they were actually part of the group. And he goes, is this is this the Gravy Seals? Is this the word group? And they're like, no, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, who are you? Uh, and he's like, and he's walking back to his car, like, must be wrong place, wrong time, whatever. And just then, Sean shows up. He's like, no, you're in the right place. That was a total wordplay. We love wordplay here. Uh, but needless to say, Brian's nickname in this group is now Gravy. Uh, what story did you think I was telling? Well, and not to make light of difficult things, but you did get robbed this year. And I thought you were going to share that story. I can. I did have a bit of a throwaway cliffhanger on that in my first episode. We, we, we might, we might need to hold off and tell that next pod. Maybe. I also realized I don't want to rag on Brian too much because as Sean also added, Brian just like dominated this. The dude does not have a dad bot. Apparently I don't know him. I've never met him in person, but 
I don't know. Do you guys have something to say about that, Jamie? You you uh, invited him into the league. Have 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 we? Well, I've I've seen him here? roam in the halls at ACAC. He and he and former league member Caleb Fleming used to be workout buddies. Oh, they'd hit it hard. Yeah, right. I've worked out with Brian a handful of times, and he he was the one that knew what to do and gave me the routines and that type of thing. But I mean, yeah, he's he's lean. He's built, he's got the biceps, got the shoulders, the gluteus is quite calipigian. He's, he's, he's got the full physique and it in no way resembles a dad bod unless you go back a couple years to Zach Efron's physique that was referred to a bad dad bod after he gained like 15 pounds after Baywatch. Yeah. Uh, so if, if that counts as a dad bod, maybe Brian could, could qualify with, with that Zach Efron-esque look, but not surprised at all to hear that he he dominated the workout that day. He's he's been doing that for a while. He's dominating the league, dominating the workout. I think we uh, accidentally have a mole in here. Uh, you know, this is bad bods, but it's only week two. How are we on time? Do you want to uh, hear how I was robbed? <laughs> I think I'm going to want to ask you way too many questions, Seth. So I feel like we got to hold off because unfortunately I got to scoot. Oh. Yeah, let's let's give the the loyal listeners a hook for next week's episode. Come back to hear more. Yeah, about I love how that. Seth was robbed. I mean, everyone wants to know. Yeah, it's time to let it go, like Adele Dazeem here, probably. <laughs> those, with, those with children, though, let it go. And who said? Tra- Travolta butchered that name like Matt butchered his draft. Yeah, he's famous enough now that people hear Adina Menzel and they're like Adele Dazeem. Are you talking about Adele Dazeem? That's right. Fun fact: in high school, when I was a freshman, my sister was a senior and would drive me to school. It was the Wicked soundtrack almost every single day in the car. So I, I've still got ninety percent of the Wicked, Wicked soundtrack memorized by heart at this point. Yeah, and if we've heard anything from matt today on today's podcast it's that you believe you are defying gravity if i may uh by not playing a kicker defense or much fab anymore if any uh zero zero fab you didn't say you wouldn't start a kicker defense i'll give you that it's just and i think indicated that it's coming soon that he he intends to in the near future possibly week three start a kicker and a defense That's but time right. will tell time will tell well i'm only i need to keep i need to keep uh this intern on his toes <laughs> i will it's too big of a matchup. see you on the gridiron uh this weekend um i'm gonna keep you on your toes because i think i've already alluded i don't know how i feel about my quarterback play um, you don't want to trade. Yeah, I, I, I hope you start Russell Wilson. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. Uh, I just don't want to drop anybody. So I'm torn and it's like, do I drop Russell? Who knows? Denver. What's going on over there in Denver, Jamie? Russell is trash. Is it him or the coaching? Do we have a, uh, adoptive fan, Jamie? Can you, what's the scuttlebutt on the streets of dirty Denver? I have no inside information yet, but I'll right. I'll see if I can work the sources and 
and get some inside details for you guys. Yeah, Matt, you don't want to meet a, my adopted home state now of Arizona. You don't want to trade me Kyler and have him put up like 40 points. Though he doesn't really have the weapons around him now either. Trade offers out there. You can punch yes. Uh, trade offers out there is just an evergreen statement. I don't know what you're referring to. All right. All right, Matt, our favorite co-host. Great to have you back. Any last words? How we end in this one? Hmm. No last words, but uh, I look forward to week 10. I'll say that much. <laughs> Is that when you're getting your first victory, or what's what's special about week 10? It's, it's the week I say hello to Big D again. Oh, in the meantime, rivalry I, ignited. That's right. In the meantime, I hope I didn't jinx myself by already selecting three potential avatars for your uh, rename, Matt. Seth, I don't know if I've ever started off a season zero and three, and it's not going to be this year. Oh, all right, loyal listeners, stay tuned next week <laughs> to hear how Seth got robbed. By Find Matt, by Matt and by Robert. <laughs> well, right. this was a ton of fun, guys. Thanks for jumping on this week. Looking forward to this weekend's slate of games. Best of luck to everyone. We know at least one of you will lose, but you know, there's always a pod that you can come back on and either gloat, rub it in, in the other person's face, or commiserate over how the ball didn't bounce your way. This has been great. Thanks for coming on. And yeah, you know what we do here. Go fall in the well. <laughs>